You're listening to the Breakaway Breakdown Podcast, where we bring you interviews with some of the top ropers in the country, news about what's going on in the fastest sport on dirt, training tips for you and your horses, and so much more. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. Hey guys, so this episode was recorded on May 28th at the Windy Ryan Memorial Roping in Fort Worth, Texas, after Maddie Dearman made some moves and took the win. She came into the short round in the eighth callback position after turning in a 4.76 and a 5.14 in the first two rounds. So middle of the pack. And the wind was really high during the short round. It was a little bit crazy, but she ended up winning the short round with a 4.78 brought her time in the aggregate to 14.10 on three head and pocketed a nice cool $5,400 overall. If you enjoy breaking down your roping, focusing on the technical side of it, and working on your fundamentals, I think you're really going to enjoy Maddie. But she also has some really great advice for you high school and college girls, and towards the end she gets a little bit personal and tells us some things about her story that I think are going to be pretty inspiring for you guys to hear and definitely made me call my parents and count my blessings. So I hope that you guys enjoy Maddie. I'm not going to talk too much and bore you. Let's jump in and I hope you guys soak up all this great knowledge that Maddie has to share. I also want to make sure to add that this episode is brought to you by the folks at Fastback Ropes and I'm going to tell you more about them at the commercial break. Let's talk through the first couple rounds and then we'll go through the short round because that was crazy to watch. (laughs) So the first couple I was just thinking get a time and so my first calf I let him out a little too far trying to be a little too safe and he did run so I went down the arena and caught him I think I was a a 5-1 or so on that one and I thought man I really need to make up some time on the second one. So right before I was about to go in there, I'm like, man, I better see a lesser start. But um, I knew my calf was a little bit slower, so I decided to see that same start as I saw in the first one. And uh, I went down there, and I think I was a 4-1 or so. And so that put me right in the middle coming back to the short round, which was a good place to be. But I definitely, you know, did not think I was going to end up like I did. <laughs> so. so I just want to make sure people know you came in eighth high callback, correct? That's correct, Yes. Okay, so you did end up moving up to first, which is awesome. It was a little bit of a rough short round, but that doesn't take anything away from the fact that you roped outstanding. So let's talk about which finals last year helped me qualify for junior high and high school finals. So he's been a factor in growing my roping. He's just always solid for me. Awesome. So let's talk about you a little bit more. Your background, you just you know kind of mentioned some of the stuff that you've won already and finals you've been to and how you got into rodeo, all that good stuff. Well, um, I grew up in Artesia, well, actually Hope, New Mexico. It's just a little town in southeast New Mexico. I grew up on a cattle ranch, and I guess that ranching background was mostly what got me into rodeo. And my mom and dad both rodeoed as well. They weren't real big on the calf roping. My dad was a team roper, and and I guess he saw the the progress that Breakaway was going to make, so he made sure to get me into that. And I rodeoed, you know, since I could pick up a rope and crawl on a horse, um, Rodeoed all throughout elementary, high school, college, and um, I'm actually graduating this year from college and luckily making a trip to the collegiate finals with Tarleton. So I guess that's just a little short, short speed. A little bio. Um, so that's coming up quick, right? Three weeks till college finals or two? Yes, uh, I believe it's only two weeks, actually. I'll, I'm getting ready to leave here and actually getting ready for the college finals here. My game plan has just been going and catching. And so 
I kind of played into that today at the Windy Ryan as well. I was just focused on catching, and honestly, that that's helping me prepare for the college finals as well. All that all that pressure. Yeah, because that is a lot of it out there, just staying consistent. I mean, completely different start. Nothing yes, else is yes, similar. Yes. Yeah, the college finals will be probably about the same set of calves, maybe a stronger set of calves, and the start will the start will definitely be shorter. So I'll I'll have to change a few things between then. But yeah. and you said you've been there before, correct? Yes. Yes, I qualified last year. Um, I, I didn't do as well as I wanted to, but now I, I know what's out there and I, I know what to be ready for. So, yeah, It's definitely intimidating your first year. It's yeah. I feel like it's like a toned-down version of being at the Thomas & Mac feeling. Like it's a big deal. Yes, <laughs> even just the way that it appears at Casper, it, it kind of looks yeah. like a, a little version of the Thomas & Mac, but it's definitely a bigger scale than high school finals. And probably at that point when I wrote there was the biggest scale rodeo I'd have been to. And I was very nervous, but I feel like I'll, I'll approach it a little better this year. So. And then did you buy your pro card this year? Or are you doing any of the pro rodeos? Yes, I did write my pro card. I have only entered three this year. I did good at the first one I entered, which was Odessa. I won some money there. And um, my next two, Mineral Wells and Liberty Hill. I, I made good runs, but just, well, actually I missed it one, but the other one was a good run, no good. But um, I'm entered in, in some up north. I'm entered in Greeley and, and Prescott. So I, I'm kind of going to see how the summer starts and see how that progresses depending on depending on the start. And so then I want to break down the technical components of your roping a little bit, um, you know, is the breakaway breakdown. Um, so you mentioned the wind was a little bit stronger this afternoon than this morning, and no pun intended, Windy Ryan. Um, so how do you handle roping in the wind with direction change? I don't know. Do you, like, know which way the wind's going, or, like, what's your theory on that? So I definitely have to start first by pulling my hat down because I do not want to lose my hat during my run. But um, I, I use the same rope as I always did. I actually grew up in probably one of the windiest places, and I always practiced in the, rain and, and, in the wind, and it really wasn't that big of a factor for me. But um, backing in the box, I definitely told myself, you need to stay aggressive. You know, I, I tend to, on my yellow horse, because he's so easy for me to ride, I tend to slow my swing down. So every time I ride him, I have to tell myself to be aggressive. So honestly, today, just being aggressive and making sure that I take smart shots, like, not reaching or not taking a shot when the calf is, you know, too far to the left was, you know, just, just smart runs was the goal for me today. So, Awesome. And then on a longer start like this with the calves running that hard, do you, do you feel like you have your rope up and ready coming right out of the box or what's your take on your first swing getting to these calves? So I'm definitely not as rushed to bring my swing up. It goes like this, but I'm not the type of person that can hold it, you know, until I'm a couple strides before the calf because I feel like if I do that, I come up on the calf way too fast and I'm not ready for that shot. So I'll probably have my second swing by, you know, the second stride outside of the chute or so and, and be swinging aggressively for, from there because I feel that if I, I'm not swinging aggressively, I'm not riding aggressively, if that makes sense. So That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and then what kind of ropes are you using in this wind? Because some girls seem to think a lighter rope, some girls seem to think a heavier rope. Heavy versus light, I would definitely go with a heavy rope in this wind. I just feel like if you throw a light rope out there, even if you're close enough to the calf, it's just going to come right back up at you if you're not aggressive enough. So definitely a heavier rope. Okay, so you know, you're coming up on these calves, they're hard running, you're swinging fast, you're riding. How do you control everything once you deliver to come back down to the stop? Okay, so... Right before the delivery, this is another thing that I have to focus on, and it's also a factor in me being aggressive. Sometimes I can tend to drop my elbow, and 
my breakover point, which is, you know, when my, my wrist breaks over and the point of my loop breaks over, I tend to stray that away from the calf and maybe be pointing that breakover probably five feet to the right of the calf, which is something I don't want to do. And when I realized that my breakover was wrong, it really, I got a lot more consistent after that. But anyways, um, part of that being aggressive is making sure my breakover is at the calf's point of the shoulder, on, more on the right side. I'll really make sure that I'm breaking over, staying aggressive, staying up, and um, not getting lazy in my swing. And so on a go like today, I really make sure that I stay up and keep my horse through that stop so that he doesn't cheat me just that little bit, which is important on a, on a go like this. So, For sure. I noticed most of the girls are really waiting until they handled their slack to ask for that stop. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important to do on a setup like this. So. Awesome. So, okay. Let's go back a little bit. When it comes to at-home preparation, um, as far as roping the dummy, you know, roping the sled, live cattle at home, do you do anything specific to prepare for setups like this? So starting out on the dummy, I, all, I rope the dummy every day. That's something that if I don't do that, I get lazy, and you can really see it in the fundamentals of my roping. And so I'm not sure how much this helps. It seems to help me prepare for my horse coming up on a calf fast. So I just, you know, get a ways back from the dummy and walk up on it. And I might take a throw, you know, from a couple strides back, or I might walk right up on the back of the calf, just in the case of, like, a fresh calf, if you have a loping calf or something, to really control the mechanics of my, um, my I guess, my aim, you know, keep my, keep my point on that target. And then I also have been very luckily roping some fresh calves th these last couple of weeks, and so that's helped me score them all the way out there and practice that score and um, make sure that I'm, I'm staying up and staying aggressive coming up on the calves. So it's nice if you do have fresh calves for setups like this because you can really score them out there. And then I guess you can always practice on the, the slower jerseys. They help you to score out there and, and really keep in control coming up to them. So. Yeah, it was really interesting watching the first bit of the calf roping because they had that long start with really weak cattle and watching them try to like slow their roping down and collect everything was really different from how you guys were roping this morning. Yeah, I think those cattle can be tricky because sometimes you don't get to practice like that. You know, you don't get to practice on walking fresh calves like that. And it can be tricky because you may not rate your horse going up there. So he might right, run right into the butt of the calf and that just kind of messes up your run right there. So horsemanship is also so important in, in setups like this. So when did you say you started breakaway roping? I started breakaway probably seriously in the fourth grade and I remember that's kind of a funny story for my family because I, it was in the New Mexico Junior Rodeo Association and I had to choose between breakaway and the flag race, the little simple flag race and I was so sad that I was leaving the flag race but I guess it was a good journey to start in the breakaway because that's that and team roping is now pretty much all I do. So. Do you head or heel more? I head more. but. Um, Team roping is more on the back burner now for me since breakaway is growing so fast, but it's still something fun to do for me. It's, yeah. it's like something to fall back on for me. So. Awesome. So with graduation coming up, are you going to focus on rodeo more or do you have another career in mind? I actually have another career in mind and, and this is, it's really sad for me that I don't get to rodeo as much as I want to with this career in mind. But um, anyways, I'm graduating from Tarleton with my bachelor's in geoscience and I'm actually going to Texas Tech University for my master's and there I will be getting my degree in geoscience as well and I really want to go into the oil field with that and you know kind of tell people where to drill basically and see where the best where the best plays are so um, yeah that's that's something that going into school I really didn't think that I was gonna find 
passion in, but I actually really enjoy it. So I guess grad school for me, depending on how much I enjoy either of them, will kind of determine my future. But I would be lying if I said I didn't want to try to rodeo at some point. So I think that'll come after grad school. So. For sure. And I mean, breakaway is making such huge leaps and bounds, but it's still really hard for a younger person to want to just do that full time. Like it's it's still a little bit of a gamble. And it's kind of hard for people, you know, who aren't who aren't set up well, you know, who didn't have parents that that made the NFR rodeoed hard. Like we don't really know how to enter and where to enter yet. And even, you know, with um, rodeos not adding breakaway into all of them or not having full equal money, you know, it's hard to tell where to go. So it would be really tricky for me if I did get into that. So I think I'd have to do some studying before I stepped into that. And so, I mean, it's the time of the year, it's a little bit late, but you know, people are looking at colleges, looking at college rodeo. I just want to hear about your experience through college rodeo and some things that helped you be successful. Cause obviously you're a successful roper, you had a difficult degree and that's a lot to juggle. Yeah, I think that a lot of high school kids coming in think that they can't pursue a difficult degree in college rodeo, but you really can. Um, your coaches will be 100% support you in, in whatever you want to study, and um, there's definitely going to be time, you know, where you won't have much time for either, but it's going to pay off in the long run. Um, but I, I, I would advise to college rodeo as well. I think it's I think it would be hard to make the leap from high school straight into the, the pro rankings. And I think college rodeo is a good, you know, stepping ground for that to happen. So I, I've been really lucky with my college rodeo career. That's awesome. And let's talk about, is, are you guys south, southern region or southwest? Yes. Southwest region. Okay. That's the super salty one with a lot of breakaway ropers. So do you think that that's helped prepare you for these bigger ropings? I mean, those... It seems like the college rodeos in your region get dirty tough. Yes, they have 100% helped me. So even the preparation has made me a better roper. Since I moved to the Southwest region and to Stephenville, just being around that competition and practicing with that competition and bouncing ideas off of them has made me a tougher roper and, you know, make me take better shots and smarter shots. And it's definitely pushed me outside of my comfort zone, you know, taking that shot before what I'm comfortable with, if that makes sense. But yeah, the, the Southwest region, there this year there were roughly 200 girls at every rodeo. And, you know, sometimes you don't get the calf that you want, but you most of the time you will have a chance to win something. It's not as daunting as it seems, you know. But um, it, it's still very tough, and but it's fun. It's fun, too. I have to, I have to throw that in. Do you have any, like, time management practices that you use to balance all the things on your plate? Yes, yeah, so definitely early mornings. I like to wake up early and, you know, get my day right and maybe start out by studying a little bit. And then I like to work in school. <laughs> Everyone at rodeo practice would kind of call me a nerd because I would take my, my school to practices and to team meetings and stuff like that. So... I would just advise to squeeze school in whenever you can, but still make sure you're working on your roping. You know, it might mean early mornings, late nights, but you, you can get both done. Well, you're already you're already there, right? You're graduating, so we made it through one. <laughs> just have one more step to go, but I this I'm not sure how this one's going to work out. I've heard that masters can be easier or harder, so I guess I can check back with you in a couple of years and let you know what Are I find. Are you going to college rodeo through your masters? I'm planning on it. I'm at least going to try one more year of college rodeo with Texas Tech. So, we'll, yeah, excited. Do you guys have, were you, I'm losing track of years, but are you guys in the class that has, like, the COVID card, the extra eligibility? 
Yes, so I need to look into that a little bit more. I know that we do have a COVID card, but I think it expired within a certain amount of years, maybe a few years. So if I do have that COVID card, that means I could college rodeo throughout my entire master's degree because you also get an extra year of eligibility, uh, eligibility for your master's degree. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Fastback Ropes. Fastback Ropes was created in 1995 with a single mission in mind, to build the best rope on the market. That will always be their number one goal, according to Fastback Ropes. They believe it's important to focus on building the best product possible and treat customers with the respect that they deserve. Now, besides being a great company, they feature two ropes that I think you breakaway ropers are going to like. The first is the Edge, a four-strand calf rope. It's made of texturized poly. It's a tough and durable rope that stands up in all conditions and outlasts the competition. The other rope that they've come up with is exclusively for breakaway ropers, unlike the Edge, which was offered to calf ropers previously. It's called the Athena. And besides being pink and having a purple dyed core, which is awesome, the poly core provides enhanced tip weight and durability. It's a tough and durable rope that stands up in all conditions and gives a snappy finish and close. Make sure to check out fastbackropes.com for more information and to get your ropes. So one thing I like to ask everybody that comes on is what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? It can be rodeo, life, anything <laughs> honestly the best piece of advice i've been giving is to repeat things in my mind before i run because you have a tendency to go blank before you rope like you're just the nerves are crawling in and so taking deep breaths and repeating like what i'm focusing on for that run has been a game changer for me so that, that's that's a good piece of advice and i also like to picture my runs in my mind before I go because that helps you know calm the nerves down a little bit in high pressure situations and I think that puts your mind in the right place before you rope so yeah I mean that's definitely especially in situations where you have a short go and you just need to make that businessman run that like our college coach used to tell us that when you got to a certain level of competition it was like 80% mental and only 20% physical and I think there's a lot of truth to that. 100% I think that muscle memory is your best friend. I don't think that you can, I don't, I don't know if you have the capacity to think through your rodeo run as you go. Definitely maybe a practice run but I, you know, if you can do that I haven't mastered that yet so. Yeah, it's not even like in the barrel racing where you can kind of see the turn coming, you know what's happening. In breakaway it's like Done. Yeah, there's just so many factors that go into it. Like you could go in there knowing like that your calf is going to run straight. He's going to be a good calf. And then you could go out there and your calf ducks right. And you were, you know, you were mentally preparing for him to keep going straight. And that just, you know, ruined your whole run. So I think you have to rely on muscle memory to pick up for that. I feel like we've covered so much in a very short amount of time. And I'm like, we really haven't been talking that long, but I don't know is there anything else I'm missing about the Maddie Deerman story like man. fun facts maybe I don't know man I can't think of much either um you seem to have covered most of it I feel like I kind of just gave you a, a really fast rundown on my life and, and such but I like you know it, I like when we get into the technical things like what you're actually working on in your roping like it's enjoyable for me I'm sure it's I hope it's enjoyable for listeners yeah you know sometimes I feel like I don't think enough on my roping like I really try to after every practice run or you know after a rodeo run where I did bad or even if I 
did good. I try to break down, you know, what happened, what I did right and what I did wrong. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough of that. But then I step back and think like, you know, maybe I should just think about roping, not, you know, not stress too much about it, if that makes sense. But it's amazing to me how much goes into throwing a round loop around a calf's neck <laughs> and we make it really hard sometimes i know you'd think it would be easy but you know here people are having heartbreak over it you know <laughs> but it's, it's definitely an up and down sport yeah and it's kind of humbling to see you know those best in the world girls that they do have off days as well so it's it's a comforting to hear that for me you know yeah. that you know everybody has a chance in this sport so even if you don't come from the right background you can rope your way up I think a lot of girls get scared to rope against those sharkier girls because they're like, oh, my God, they don't miss. They don't do that. It's like they're all human, and you don't think less of the world champions when they don't have a good day. So I don't know why we're all insecure about that. Yeah, I feel like girls are insecure about that. And um, I think it can be hard to get into the roping because you're you're afraid of that. But the those top girls, they are, are all so nice, so welcoming for everybody. So I would, you know, encourage if that's something that's holding you back, don't don't worry about that you know they're as nice as they can be as helpful as they can be so I love that seriously so it's like I'm from Pennsylvania and a lot of the girls back there are like so scared to just go out and enter and it's like no go you're gonna be fine yeah and you know honestly I guess this is something that I didn't throw in the story that I could tell you so um, I had a really successful high school career in breakaway I had just finished winning the state and let's see when was it my sophomore year of school my dad died and my dad, yeah, my dad was my breakaway coach, and he was literally the only one that I trusted and the only one that I worked through things with. And honestly, after that, I thought about quitting and selling all of my horses. And I had a rough, it was probably a three-year or so patch where I just, I was entering, but I wasn't loving it. You know, it was hard for me. I wasn't winning. And, and just working through that, I think, has made me a stronger roper. And, you know, letting my trust down and getting help from all sources that I can has also made me a better roper for that fact so yeah, no, I'm so sorry that's that's a lot to go through at a yeah. young age and I mean that probably makes it even more special riding yeller yes. I'd imagine yes he's the one that my dad he was the first one my dad helped me with and then my second one he was kind of there for me and then my third most recent horse his name is bebop has been the most special to me because um when my dad died bebop was he just had tin rights on him and i was like oh my gosh what the heck am i gonna do with bebop i'm gonna have to sell him and luckily i was able to you know remember all that he had taught me and i made bebop into a breakaway horse and he's done really good for me so that's, I, yeah I mean, that's not really sad way to go about it but really cool to take one from scratch and do it yourself yeah yeah it's definitely it was an experience for me but there's beauty in the ashes and i think it's made me such a stronger person and actually if my dad still would have been alive when i was making decisions to go to college i probably wouldn't be where i am now because he encouraged me to go to a different collegiate region rather than the southwest and i don't think he would have liked me going to stephenville at first but i you know here i am and i found a lot of help and um, you know a community in stephenville to go to a, a roping community so and that's awesome too when you get on a team like college rodeo is cool because it's the one place where you actually have a team that you know is on your side and wants you to do good and 
I think that's really comforting for a lot of kids that they don't realize about college rodeo at first. Yeah, collegiate rodeo, I mean, you have all your team members cheering for you when you're back in the box at each college rodeo, and you know, your coaches are counting on you and wanting you to do good, probably, you know, worse than they would want something for their self to happen like that. So, but that also does come with a lot of pressure as well. But I mean, you just have to learn to balance the two as well. There's no pressure like knowing you're on the points team when you're back yeah, in the box. Especially at the last college rodeo of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Did you guys, uh, did you go on the team this year? No, I qualified through the standings. I ended up third. Um, my teammate, Sarah Angelone, is also on Tarleton. She won it, and Delaney Wood is going in second. She's from Cisco, and then I'm going in third. I actually, I had a horrible season the, the first semester and the fall semester. I did not make one short round in the breakaway. But how did I, you bounce back from that? No, I mean, I think that's another thing that high school kids don't know going into college rodeo. I, I can't speak for other regions, but the Southwest region, you just, you need to, you don't need to make every short round to make Casper. If that's, you, that's how Ozark was too. Yeah, I ended up making three short rounds, I think, in the spring semester, and I just, I was able to do good and place high in the points, like in the average points, and, and gain a lot of points from each short round. So. You know, don't think that you're going to be out of it just by making few short rounds, you know. No, that makes a lot of sense. I, I went the same year as my roommate one year in college in the barrels, and I was the hit or miss. Like, I'd either win it or nothing, and she was the consistent placer. So there's different routes you can take to get there. Yeah, like, I I grew up kind of close to the Grand Canyon region, and from my understanding, that that's Arizona and New Mexico, I believe. But um, from my understanding, I think their region is more of a consistency, whereas Southwest is, like you said, you need to hit and, you know, hit hard those, those rodeos you do hit. So. Well, awesome, Maddie. This was a lot of fun for me. I hope it was for you, too. And just anything else you need to add before we wrap up? Not that I can think of. I think you covered it all. <laughs> I wish I could. Well, thank you for sharing with me, especially the personal stuff. I know that's not always easy to talk about, but I don't know. What do you say? Let's go watch the match roping. So since this episode was recorded, Maddie has been tearing it up on the Pro Rodeo Trail, including splitting a win four ways with a 1.8 second run in Mount Pleasant, Texas. If you want more information on what's happening out on the Rodeo Trail, make sure to check out BreakawayRopingJournal.com and as the summer coverage heats up, things are getting really interesting in breakaway roping land. So make sure you are following us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, just making sure you're staying in the know. And of course, make sure you guys check out fastbackropes.com and give them a thank you for bringing this episode to you and helping support us. I hope that wherever you guys are at, you're having a great week. And for the girls that are on their way to the college finals like Maddie, Good luck, and we cannot wait to see what you guys do out there. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back with roping tips on Saturdays and another episode in a few weeks. Have a lovely week, guys.